This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. 7FM along with Harvey and Joe. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon. Larry, how we feeling today, my friend? Oh, man, the young Knicks, Gordon. Gordon, 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 Gordon. Gordon. After watching, wait a minute. Matt Pitching just gave up another home run. Yeah. After watching that, um, I really enjoyed the Knicks. And I I was very curious to see how the Knicks were going to play tonight, right? Because what have we noticed? We've noticed, Gordon, that there have been a bunch of teams who have nothing to play for that have embarrassed teams who are in the playoffs and play Mm -hmm. in. I mean, Houston (laughs) just embarrassed Denver to the point that their coach called them soft. So what what was this Nick team going to have? No Brunson, which is okay. No Julius, which is okay. And so what are they going to do? And Toppin played very well, Gordon. Uh, Grimes played extremely well. And IQ just continues to write checks. <laughs> I was on the way home from the gym today when the Met game went down, when it finally was decided. And I said, oh, boy, Larry – Larry is not going to be in a good mood tonight. That is that is not the type of uh, ending that you were hoping for when you rally and you get the lead and you think to yourself, all right, you win this game at least. It's still a decent road trip to start the season, even though it's not a great series against Milwaukee. Ugh. So the Knicks absolutely stepped up tonight. And, yes, and you did. needed them to step up tonight. Oh, and they were good. Oh, I enjoyed that Nick game. Yeah. And I never was in doubt, never thought, even though they gave up an 18-point lead, I knew they mm-hmm. weren't going to keep that 18-point lead. I mean, it's the NBA this year. So I knew that. But I had confidence that they were going to come back. And like I said, Gordon, they defend, I'm not even going to talk about it. D- defensively, they need some work. But in this game, listen, they, they won the game. That's all, that's all you ask for in situations like this. With two of your top guys out, and you go on the road, and you beat an Indiana team that – did what they do. They fight you tooth and nail, and then in the in the last three, four minutes of a game, they disintegrate and lose. Yeah, and no RJ tonight either. So, no RJ. I mean, another guy down, uh, just, uh, just a healthy body at this point, right? Um, we saw Evan see, Fournier. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to see our guy again. <laughs> He got he got a chance to get out there and run around for a little bit. Didn't do a whole lot, but uh, you know, that's he got off the bench. It's 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 been a while. We got to see some Jericho Sims tonight for a little yes, quick brief moment. But hey, look, uh, the the reason why you really feel good about this Knicks team this time around in the playoffs, I think, is because of quickly, mostly, mm-hmm. and Grimes too. I mean, look, Brunson sure. and 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 Randall. Uh, they are the headliners, but this is a far deeper team, and the way quickly is play. I mean, it's just another thirty-nine point game for for Emmanuel. Quick. I mean, it's like every single night he's I doing know. something that uh, you know jumps off the page at you. He had uh, uh, a bunch of assists tonight as well. Had a bunch of rebounds tonight as well. So uh, you know, to see him continue to play well, Grimes in the second half of the year continues to. I mean, it's like leaps and bounds how quickly he is getting better. Uh, and then to have Obi Toppin part of the mix as well tonight. Mm-hmm. How about that? So, Gordon, several things. All right. What did we talk about yesterday on our 7 to 10 slot? Mm-hmm. We talked about people wanting Randall, you know, gone and... Better off without him. You know, and, and, I, and I gave the scenario about Patrick Ewing and all this other stuff, right? 
Here's a tweet I saw about an hour ago. Ari from Manhattan. In the three games Randall has been out, Knicks had seven players in double figures first time since 2013. Next game, they had four players with 20-plus points first time since 2018. Tonight, three players with 30-plus points first time since 1979, and he's got that, you know, that, 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 sneaky, that sneaky grin, about seven of them. <laughs> seven emojis with the sneaky grin. Gordon? They are smooth. Nick fans are smoothly trying to send the message. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And they might get their wish. Be careful what you wish for. I'm telling you. Be careful you what know. you wish for. You never know. And and the reason why I gave you last night, if you're if you're one of these people who thinks the Knicks are better off without Randall, um, well, I think you want Randall to play in the series in the playoffs. So that if he melts down again, well, then it cannot be debated. If he mm-hmm. doesn't play and the Knicks win, the Knicks might look at it as, well, we would have won anyway. We, we were just the better team. Right. If the right. Knicks lose against uh, the Cavaliers, well, yeah, we lost. We didn't have Randall. <laughs> now, if you win with Randall, okay, fine. That, that shows you that their plan still works. Mm-hmm. And if you lose with Randall... I would think that a lot of the blame is going to come down to Randall, and it might very well be the type of thing where he melts down like he did in that series against the Hawks. If that's the case, that puts it on the front office of, hey, look, this is the ceiling with this guy. You'll have Mm -hmm. a good regular season. We've now had two really good regular seasons, surprising regular seasons. He's been an all-star in both of them. But when it gets to crunch time, this guy does not fire. And then you then then it's on the front office to say, hey, you know what, we you're, these you know people that doubt him are right. We have to get him out of here, and we have to switch switch this up in some way, so that when we get to the postseason, we have we have somebody we can rely on. Yeah, I tell you. And the other side of this, uh, and I was talking to a friend, um, Obi is making himself a bit more tradable, Gordon. Even if you decided to move him. Mm-hmm. Like if you had the one to package him into a deal to bring another player here, Obi's making himself tonight is 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 a good showing for him. You know, uh, had once again you always want him to you always wish he got more rebounds. He had six assists. Mm-hmm. All right, as you mentioned, thirty two points in forty three minutes. He played forty three minutes. Gordon, I don't think that might there's there's months he hasn't played. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, minutes. no, that's. I'm sorry, he's he's got to be exhausted. I know because uh, yeah, he doesn't see 43 minutes. <laughs> he's worn out. Um, so once again, it was a nice win for them. Good good way to go. And Gordon they got two more games, and then you know it's 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 really serious time. Mm-hmm. And, and look, these are meaningless games because they're locked in. But you know, you'd like to you want to finish the regular season strong. Yes, you'd like to, you know, forty nine wins. How many of us thought the Knicks were going to have forty nine wins coming into the year? It's amazing, and they should have had fifty. They should have had fifty. There's a couple of games they should have won. Oh, I, I mean, there's they always should have had 50. there's always some, right? Yeah, we yeah. can go through them, but yeah, yeah, it'd be perfect. It would be perfect. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Go ahead, let's take a couple of phone calls. Let's do, let's, let's do that early. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, good evening, guys. So Jose, what's going on, pal? 
Oh, definitely wanted to talk about the Nick game because I like I, like I was telling the show show producer, it's my time to gloat after all these, after all the times you know being told that you know the young the, the young Knicks are not ready. So it's like, hey, I I, I I'm not you know going to be too crazy, but because I know it's just one game and it was a supposed meaningless game, especially against the Pacer team that might not you know do do anything. Um, just but I'm still happy because this is something that you know a lot of people have been wanting to see and. It's been, you can definitely see that the ball movement's a lot better and it's a lot of uh, a faster pace and I'm just very I'm very excited to see that this happens because it's gonna show it's gonna show a lot more people that you know the the depth is really strong here with this new team. And that's important, Jose. Thanks for the phone call because you never know when you have to you know because of foul trouble, Gordon, and key situations where you have to use guys and you want them to have that experience. You want them to be comfortable to be in the flow of the game. And, you know, that's what you saw tonight with, with the young kids. And, you know, it's it's nice to see draft choices that the team has starting to play well. And once again, I get it. I know who it was against, but still, I mean, they could have went 0 for 10 or something of that nature. They performed well, so you got to give them credit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's been plenty of times where we questioned whether or not the Knicks knew how to develop players, and, and now with Quickly and Grimes, I, I, it, there's not enough time left in the season to, to say anything about Obi, but uh, it's, it's better than the alternative, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls. A little later in the show, Gordon and I will recap the day for both local baseball teams. I got to say this, Gordon. Garrett Cole looks very good early. I mean, his first two starts have been outstanding. Nothing to complain about. Yeah, nothing to complain about. At least not yet. He looks really good. Keeping the ball in the ballpark, he looks really good. He does. Met pitching, not so much. We'll discuss later on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, when you looked at this, when you – when you found out who was not playing, what was your thought tonight? We'll get to the phones in a second. Well, I mean, the only one that I really worried about was um, was Brunson. Um, and once it's once you're locked into five, I have no problem resting anybody. And the fact that his hand has been an issue, I don't like. I don't like the idea that we're now going to call this hand maintenance. That that's the reason he's sit, it, from the people who brought you load management. Now we got hand maintenance, <laughs> but not good. Uh, yeah, I think it's there's not a good. We got to come up with a better phrase <laughs> yes, than that. Yes, we do. Yeah, um, but uh, I didn't really have an issue with it. Uh, you know, the more important thing is to have him healthy for the postseason. And what was RJ? Was RJ's thing? Was he had an illness or something like that? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. um, you know, have him sit out as well. These, it's it's it it went perfectly right mm-hmm. like you didn't need anybody to play tonight really you want to win the games that you play and you want people to play well when they get the opportunity and and everybody really played great I mean how about Mitchell Robinson I yeah mean, seven blocks on the night mm-hmm. I mean 16 rebounds yeah I mean it was a great uh great performance all the way around now again not an important game but it was still fun yeah absolutely Hart had 12 boards yeah Josh Hart he's really played Gordon I tell you he Larry, I was so far off. When they made that deal, I mean, you remember. I was like, eh, I mean, I don't know. Well, what are you going to get out of Josh Hart? He has been <laughs> since he's been, what do you need? Right? Like, yeah, exactly. What, what are we going to get from Josh Hart? What do you need tonight? I'll yeah. give you that tonight. And then yeah. that's been the story since he's gotten here. Every team in every sport needs a Swiss Army knife. Whew. And that's what he is. Yeah. That's what he is. 
He's incredible. He's incredible. Uh, Steve's in Wayne. Steve, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, guys? Just want to say I appreciate you guys on the radio on my commute to work. Please keep up the good work. Three quick points um, with the Knicks. Uh, number one, I, I don't understand how any of these fans um, can, can criticize Julius Randle to the extent that they do. No, he's not a perfect player, but the Knicks are way better with him than without him. Uh, number two, uh, when it comes to the playoffs, I like Thibodeau for the first 47 minutes. I think in the closing minutes of the game, and especially last-second shots, he's a terrible offensive uh, play caller, and I don't think he puts Jr. in the right position uh, to, to close games out. Um, and I can't stand to see the way he just inbounds the ball to Jr. and expects him to just, you know, create a shot. And I understand Jr. is good for the first couple of minutes of the game, but closing the game is a different type of thing, okay? Lastly, the Knicks need to go get Damian Lillard. All right, I think he's done in Portland. Um, I would say give up RJ, maybe do a sign-in trade with Emmanuel quickly. By the way, quickly is Jalen Brunson of last year. Quickly should get a bag, and he deserves it. So a sign-in trade with uh, quickly. Um, Evan Forney, I think, has to go to make the money work, and one or two draft picks. What do you guys think? All right, Steve, thanks for the phone call. We've had this discussion a lot about Damian Lillard. We had it last night as well. And look at – I don't think he wants to go anywhere. He's been the guy who wants the players to come to Portland to be with him. He wants the people to come to where he is. He doesn't really want to leave Portland. Now, that's what he said. He signed a very, very handsome contract, Gordon, uh, to stay out there. So, you know, I, I don't know that he wants to come. and I don't know that he wants to go anywhere. The other point is who else might want to be able to go? Now, we're hearing this Luca, more and more Luca stuff, and there was – <laughs> there was a quote today, Gordon. I, I gave it to uh, Joe Leo, and he's like, oh, my God. Quote, this this is from the owner, Mark Cuban, of the Dallas Mavericks. Mm -hmm. Ready, Gordon? Yeah. Signing Irving is our top priority this summer. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Not the max. He says, not the max. Eh, not about the max. But re-signing Irving is our top priority this summer. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> Gee, think, I, won I wonder how that will turn out, Larry. So the plan's gone. Uh, how do you think Luca felt when he read it? <laughs> uh, hopefully he's looking at airline tickets, you know? <laughs> Hopefully he went to Travelocity or whoever he uses to <laughs> to figure out where he's going. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. That's a crazy one. But you know, listen, I, he didn't. They didn't make the move to keep him there for for renting renting him. But here's the question: Is he going to sign for less than the max? That's the question for Mark Cuban. But is anybody going to give him the max? I mean, if it feels like that would be organizational suicide to give that guy a four-year contract. I don't know what would the max be for him. Is it still the same because he got traded? Would it still be like two hundred million for four years? Something. Yeah, it's probably close to that. Oh I mean, my since God. he was with the since he was with the Nets, they they Whew. would be able to give him the most. So it may not be that high, but uh, it's it's in the neighborhood, Gordon. It's in the neighborhood. Oh my goodness, that would make me absolutely sick. <laughs> And what are your thoughts on Damian Lillard? I mean, look, if he's available, you have to investigate it. He is a superstar. 
Uh, you know, and, and that's what generally wins. Now, he is a little bit older. I prefer to have somebody, I think he's going to be 33 next year. So that would concern me a little bit. But these guys don't shake loose all that often. And, I, I mean, think about all the times we've talked about Damian Lillard. Damian oh, Lillard, please. he hasn't shaken loose yet. No, no. We've been talking about him a long time. Long time. <laughs> long time. Mark's in Newark. What's up, Mark? What's going on, fellas? Mark, Mark we're doing great. On, awesome, awesome. Okay, so I'm driving home, scared to turn on the radio, but I got home and absolutely ecstatic. NBA is on fire, and especially for me. <laughs> I'm watching the game, and I'm and yesterday I was like, I, my my point of contention was that usually Clax or Finney Smith. Um, or Cam will will break to the rack when Spence is on the high dribble. And we didn't do that yesterday. And it ended up Spence got forced into that shot, which I still know he was fouled. But, but today, we didn't do that. What happened today, Spence still taking him off the dribble, and he's finding when they, they were overhelping, he said. So when they overhelped, and Spence had his lane, but then they would close down, and that's when he was kicking. A, 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 a la Harris with all of those threes. And, and I mean, and what day she like 24 threes or something tonight? Um, they, they were they were amazing. And now, now if Miami loses to the Sixers, um, uh, that would be great because then we're locked in. And if that happens, then I get to see Jock do his thing. And tonight, fellas, he – he did something that I liked, and he's been doing it for the last four games or so. Sharp's been getting a lot of playing time, and 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 he doesn't quite have his shot down yet, but he's 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 definitely beasting. And then this kid tonight, Sumner, this kid's got handle and quick, and he he also I think that if Miami loses to the, if Miami loses to Philadelphia, I think Jock's going to play. Sumner and Sharp a lot of minutes the next two games and and deservedly so and they need him they need their them to have that confidence because the playoffs is you know right next door what do you guys think well I hear you Mark thanks for the phone call you know Gordon when he said he was driving home and and he was afraid to turn the radio on and then he felt better I said oh I guess he didn't listen he wasn't listening to the Met game when he was on his way home (laughs) (laughs) must have been the Nets it wasn't the Met game uh listen Mikel Bridges Gordon has been unbelievable since leaving Phoenix mm-hmm. for, for for this net team. He has taken over. He's been the guy, maybe just one or two games that he hasn't performed well. He's been lights out. And tonight, Dinwiddie had 16 assists. Only had six points, but he had 16 assists. So, listen, uh, the young players are starting to play. Uh, Jacques Vaughn has been doing a pretty good job in mixing and matching with the young guys and, and whatever. So, uh, yeah, it is going to be interesting to see what he does. Now, they've got a, a game-and-a-half lead. Is it over um, over Miami? So it's, it's going to be close. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. You know, I, I'm rooting for the Nets to be in the sixth seed, though. I don't want them in the plane. Well, I mean, uh, I think that they're, they're in pretty good shape. I mean, their mm-hmm. schedule the rest of the way is not exactly anything um, to, to worry about. I know they get the magic next. Um, and what they've done – is really impressive to be able to do this on the fly. Yeah. Where it seemed like after they made the trade, yeah, they got some nice pieces back, but 
uh, you know, figuring out what roles, which guys go where, and, and all that type of stuff on the fly in a season where if you had already been part of the team, maybe you feel like, you know what, this season it's not going to work for us. But they, they figured it out anyway. So um, do, who do they wrap up? They wrap up against Philly? I believe so, up. yeah. yeah. So they the had schedule. Detroit tonight, Orlando next up. I, I would think that they're going to be the sixth seed. But uh, what they've done has been very impressive. Now, I don't give them much of a chance uh, in the playoffs as the sixth seed. But we'll see. You know, I, I think that for the Nets, this is kind of step one again. They're back to, back to step one. So if yeah. they go into a series against Philly and they just play hard in that series and – and win a game or, or even two, that's that's a successful year. So all the Nets have to do is win one of their next two or the Heat have to lose one. And they, the Heat has three games left in the regular season. So they, yeah. have an extra, they have a game at hand. So all the Nets have to do, Nets are in the, in the driver's seat, like you said. Mm-hmm. Get a win, take care of business, and, you know, play the kids and relax. Get ready for the postseason. And the way Embiid is playing, especially the way he looked last night with that 52 <laughs> against right. Boston. Oh, but that I last think, game, I would figure that they, they're not going to no. play anybody in that game. So if the Nets really need that game to lock up a spot, you know, you, you figure you'd have that advantage as well. Absolutely. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is so much easier talking Knicks now, playoffs, than, than this time last year, isn't it? Remember how sad we were? Remember how miserable we were last year this time? Absolutely. And and think about where we're at, right? Like a lot of us, myself, I have to include myself in this, weren't really all that high on Leon Rose coming in. Weren't really all that high on Tibbs coming in. And that in that first year, you kind of have to reevaluate if you were if you weren't in favor of those moves because they had so much success, but then they get exposed in the playoffs. And then last year, that was more in line of what we thought it was going to look like. Mm Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just, oh, here's another bad year for the Knicks. It was, this is more of the same. We're not going anywhere. And to uh, get into the offseason and to sign Brunson and for him to be as sensational as he's been and for Randall to get back to where he was two years ago, that was not a guarantee either. No, it was not. It was not. This has been and, – and the other part about it, Gordon, is we got a chance to see the kids play a little bit. And so that was exciting as well. Because you always wonder, you know, everybody's in love with your own draft choices. I don't care who, what Mm -hmm. team you follow. You always want to see how your team, your young players match up against other teams' young players. And when they don't get the chance to play and you're not winning either, it's like, well, you know, okay, if you were winning and you're not playing them, okay, you understand. But you're not winning, so you might as well put them in. They can't do much worse than what the starters are doing. Yeah, and it was, and last year it was. Ne- you never felt like they were going to the play, it, even the play in. Forget about the playoffs. Yeah, you never even yeah. felt like they were getting close to the play in last year. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, what a difference a year makes, my friend. What mm-hmm. a difference. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry Gordon. What an enjoyable game today. You know, just to see different guys doing it. That's what makes it great. Grimes and Quigley. Oh, it was great. I mean, it was, it was great. You know, I, 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 I couldn't – oh, by the way, Josh Hart. You know who he reminds me of? You remember Paul Pressey, Larry? You remember that guy? Yeah, Paul I do. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. he reminds mm-hmm. me of him. This guy can do everything. Yeah. You know, a big guard who can guard any ball player and can score when needed. He, he is. He's good. He's, a, he's an all-star if he started. 
He really is. He could become an all-star, that guy. He's that mm-hmm. good. You know, I was surprised that this was the first time since 79 that the Knicks had three 30-point scores. And what surprised me was I would have thought, you remember with D'Antoni's team when mm-hmm. they had Al Harrington and David Lee and Jamal Crawford? I would have figured those guys might have done it one time at least. But you had to go all the way back to 79. Yeah. And it was funny that, that they, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, I think Giannone mentioned on radio. He said uh, he said it was Earl, Ray Williams, and Toby Knight. Mm-hmm. And it brought back memories, Larry. You'll appreciate this. Uh, Toby Knight and Ray Ray Williams came in that '77 draft. Do you remember who the mm-hmm. third guy was? Willis drafted all three of these guys. Michael Ray. No, Michael came the next year. Michael Ray came in '78. The third guy was Glenn Gondrasak. Oh man, from, yeah, from Gondo. Vegas, Gondal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he came, and that was you know that was one of probably a Nick team that could have been something with with those three and the Michael Ray. That could have been a team that didn't make some noise, but uh, of course, what happened with Michael Ray and then Ray yeah. and then Ray Williams deteriorated, and that was it. But that could have been a really good Nick team. That team brought back a lot of many memories. Anyway, fellas, it was a great win, and uh, Gordon, like you said, it doesn't mean anything in the standings, but I'll tell you. Watching games, listening to games, you always want your home team to win. That's why I never understand in football where they say, oh, the game doesn't mean anything. I could never watch a game when I know the team doesn't want to win. I can't. So even these guys, look what it does. It's new guys stepped up today. You see guys scoring like that. Fantastic. So it was a good win. Not a playoff win, but it felt like that kind of win because it just it was good to see something like this where guys from all over came and contributed. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, Richard. Thanks for the phone call. It was not like a playoff win. No. No, no I would not, I would not say that. But it was a really good win. It was fun. Yeah, it no. Was. I mean, look, you know. Running up I mean, and down the It's not surprising court. that it, it's been that long since guy. You, you need three guys to score 90 points. <laughs> That's not that's not easy to do. It isn't. It really isn't. And and when you look at some of the Nick teams, they didn't have enough guys. Right. There were a lot of times they didn't have the whole team didn't score ninety points. Never mind between three guys. <laughs> Freddie's in Brooklyn. What's up, Freddie? Hi, Larry. How are you? Great game tonight. But the fans need to stop stop this insanity that the Knicks could win without Randall. My my main point, though, I want to say, why were you so surprised at what Mark Cuban said about his priorities resigning Kyrie? There's because nothing be- left for him to say. He got to this team to to bring Kyrie to the Mavericks, and if he let Kyrie go without trying to resign him, then he left he's left with nothing, having given up the heart of the team. But I got news for him: Kyrie is not resigning with the Mavericks. He's going to sign with the Lakers. He only used the Maverick as a funding to get out of Brooklyn. Thank you, Larry. All right, Freddie. Thanks for the phone call. <laughs> Listen, if I'm Mark Cuban, I wouldn't have said anything. And I would – it hasn't worked. That's why I was surprised, Freddie. It hasn't worked. If anything, they've, they've lost ground since he got there. He was supposed to help them move forward. They haven't yeah. moved forward. They've looked worse. Oh, and yes, there's been injury. Yes, okay. Yes, there's been injuries. He's been injured. Luca's been injured. Yes, they've had injury problems. But when they played together, they've not played well together. They just haven't. So, I wouldn't have been so dramatic to say, "Oh, that's our highest priority." Of course, we're looking into all. We're going to weigh all our options. That's what I would have said. But listen, yeah, Mark Cuban can say what he wants.
and this is usually the time where Kyrie plays well and the team plays right. well, right? He, he sucks you in at, 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 at the first you know, few months or the first year or whatnot, and then mm-hmm. things change down the road. It usually doesn't yeah. go south this quickly. And I get what you're saying. You gave up all this to, to get him. You have to sign. No, there's a, such a thing as a sunk cost. Sometimes, If you know it's going to go south, you can't sign him just because you gave up a lot to get him. That doesn't make any sense. But no. I agree with him. I think he will end up with the Lakers. You can you can get rid of your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make them worse. To. No, when see didn't that didn't work. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, you know. five years, two hundred million dollars. That's that's a big one. Yeah, that's that's not letting it go. <laughs> Four years, two hundred million, even worse. That's, that's not letting your mistake go, Gordon. That, no, that's it is not, not what it is. That's that's we're all in. We're all in. Let's hop on the Kyrie train, unless you're going to sign and trade him. Well, that's that? possible. Yeah. You could sign as long trade. as he doesn't end up with you, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's in Jersey. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Kevin. Uh, I just want to say, you guys, some of the best content on the radio. Just want to say that. Just want to get that out of the way. First Thank time you. caller, long time listener. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it. Um, so I just want to talk about two things. You were talking about the, the, the Kyrie thing, but I want to get to the Knicks real quick. Uh, I, was, I was looking over the, the, the social media world, which I try to stay off of, but. Um, everyone's talking about, oh, you know, the Knicks had three guys score 30 and everything. And obviously they're, when, when they play the kind of minutes they played, obviously they're going to score. But I really have a huge confidence of the Knicks going into the playoff series. And, and more so even tonight because I saw the guys who are considered rotational players or, or six men or bench players actually go out there and be what I would describe as stars. Now, I know the Pacers aren't that good. I'm aware of that. But when NBA talent is NBA talent, right? When you go out there and score 30 a clip, especially with one of the guys being a second-year player and the other guys being pups themselves. Um, it really gave me a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. Um, as long as we get Randall back and all the starters back, the, the, the bench players having a lot of confidence going in. I think that the Knicks can absolutely uh, take care of the Cavaliers. And, and I think, listen, I'm not going to be a t- traditional Knicks fan where I'm talking more than what they are, but I think they could even give a second-round series uh, a lot of pressure on that. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. All right, Kevin. Thanks for the phone call. Look, they have a very good chance, Gordon, if they play well and the bench plays the way the bench can play, uh, they have a very good chance to, to give Cleveland a tough time in their series. They have a very good chance. They match up. See, they don't match up very well starters, but their bench matches up well against Cleveland. So that's going to be the intriguing thing with that matchup. And all the pressures on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the ones that went out and made the big move for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, imagine you. If, imagine if you. Let's put it this way: Imagine if the Knicks made the trade for Donovan Mitchell, got to the playoffs, where the four seed and got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> oh my God! It would be a disaster. So all the pressure is going to be on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think at best it's a toss-up series, and toss-up series could go either way. And if yeah. it is a toss-up series, to me that's a win for the Knicks. Yep. They just have to. They just have to play well. Mm-hmm. That's all they have to do. Do the things that they know to do. Play to their strengths. That's all they have to do, and they'll be okay. Uh, I I thought it was really curious, and I know it was injuries, right? But I think it was really curious to see uh, Sims and Hartenstein play together in, for a couple of minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. Might be something you might see in the next series. For a couple of minutes, yeah. Let's try uh, to offset that height. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, just, just possible. Just something, sure. just something for uh, you know, 
uh, J.B. Bickerstaff over there and the Cleveland coaching staff to think about. Just something you might want to think about. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So the Rangers just rolling, man. They are just rolling. 45-21-11. Oh, LeGreca was screaming his head off tonight. <laughs> Six goals. Oh, I hope he, I hope he has something left for the K-Show tomorrow. <laughs> he always has something left he for the K-Show. Tweet that! Yeah, he always does. He Print always. that! So, uh... The Rangers, uh, three points behind uh, Harvey's Devils, but Harvey Harvey's a good spot. He, he, he's so are he's they happy. locked in for that series yet? Devils Rangers are That's they locked, locked in, Harvey? In yet. Essentially, essentially um, locked in. Pretty much, there are three points uh, in front of each other, so that's pretty much locked in. The Devils are trying to catch Carolina, but Carolina keeps on winning, mm-hmm. and Carolina has a game in hand on both of them, so. Pretty much the matchup. Okay. You got to like your chances there, right? Absolutely. You're a young team. Uh Rangers are all about win now, kind of, right? I do, but like the Giants and the Eagles, I won't feel good or be happy if we lose this series. Oh, well, then you might be disappointed. (laughs) What are you trying to say? You trying to... Shekels well, on I mean, I don't know that much about hockey, but if, if I was putting some money down, I mean, the way the Rangers are, are rolling, I mean, the, the Rangers are all in. If the Rangers lose an opening round playoff series to the Devils, that's a disaster. I think the Devils took three out of four from the Rangers this, I, this that, year. That, that's regular season hockey. That doesn't mean anything, Harvey. You I hear that. you. That's the first rule of hockey. Is promo core Gordon on this one? or? Uh, we'll see when we get a little close. How far away are we from that? About a week. Okay. Yeah, but maybe ask me next week. I'll give you, I'll give you a little mm. give you a little tip. Yeah. And the Islanders are trying to get that wild card spot, so we'll see what happens with them. It'll be nice to have all three hockey teams involved. Would be nice. Would be nice. Anthony's in Dobbs Ferry. Tony, you're next on ninety eight seven. Thanks for taking the call. Um you know, I'm a big Knicks fan, and, and, and I love that we're winning these games. I was talking to the gentleman that picks up the calls to get on with you guys. But as a realistic Knicks fan, making the playoffs, the Knicks are in the worst position that you could possibly be in in the NBA, and I'm going to tell you why. They're never going to get – well, I shouldn't say never, but right now, and they're not even close to winning a championship, they can't beat the top three seeds in the East in the seven-game series. That's just the truth. And they're not bad enough to get a lottery pick to get maybe a kid that can take us over the top. We have no player on our team that's a superstar. Brunson's a good piece. In my opinion, on, an, on a championship team, he's probably the third best player on a championship team. You put him on the Lakers, he's third. Um, you put him on the Sixers, he's third also. So my question is this. What is there to be so happy about? We're gonna play this. We're gonna play the Cavs. We're gonna look at a guy that we probably should have had, but didn't want to give up R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes to get. R.J. Barrett's a bust. So Anthony, let me ask you this: Uh, When the Knicks won 17 games a season, were you happy? I wasn't happy then, and I'm not happy now. Okay did they get Did they get a number one draft choice by winning 17 games? No. Okay. So I would rather be in this position where possibly I've got a shot at showing some growth, making my younger players better so I can package them oh, to get somebody stop the, else. Please stop. 
that's the only way. The play is better. Stop with that's, the that's the way. This is New York. This and what does that mean, New Anthony? New York Knicks. Yeah, and? You are the biggest city in the country. Stop with the you want to show growth and you want to get the young players better. A- the Anthony. young players are not pieces that win championships. Okay, Anthony, Anthony. They're just not. Before this regime got here, the year before that, they won 21 games. Uh, I'm not telling you that all of a sudden they're uh, championship contenders. Clearly they're not. But it's a whole lot better than it's been in a very long time. And the year that the, the year in free agency where KD and Kyrie went to Brooklyn, the overwhelming take of that was, well, you know what? The Knicks, if they're ever going to get anybody to come here, they got to build something up first on their own. They can't expect some superstar to come here and be the savior, right? That was the takeaway, correct? No, I disagree with that. The takeaway that wasn't was, the take. The take wasn't no, the that the Knicks have to build something up on was. their own. You know what was fed to the Knicks fans like me? I'll tell you what was fed to us. We're going to hire Leon Rose. We're going to hire World Wide West. And in hiring those two gentlemen. Right. But you have to build something up first. Gonna, gonna come to the you Knicks. have to have pieces what to trade away, Anthony. has wanted to come. Right. Because you have to have something here. You can't expect to be a 17-win team and get a superstar free agent to come in here and save you from yourself. So you have to kind of build something up. To, to have them come play with, you have to build something up that you have to trade for one of those guys. But let me, but, but let me ask you a question, though. That's a great point. I agree with that. But who is the person that's going to be the one to break the ice and come? We well, had that, the I, Anthony, nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. But, we but, had the but, 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 but Anthony, that by your own admission, the Knicks had the pieces to trade for Donovan Mitchell and decided not to do it. So that's a far greater uh, sign of progress than they've had in a very long time. But isn't that a mistake? Well, it might be a mistake. It certainly feels like a mistake right now. But what if it turns out that the pieces that were, or some of the pieces that were going to be involved for Donovan Mitchell go and get you a better player than that? But the problem is, is that the main piece in that, in that trade has digressed. He's Absolutely. No question about before. it. That, no question about it. That's fair. That's fair. He has, he has regressed this year, and uh, holding on to him and giving him that contract certainly feels like a mistake right now. But um, and if you want to judge it right now, I think that's fair. But there's a possibility that this offseason, he's part of another deal. You know, if you get, uh, if you get uh, Damian Lillard, Oh, All of a sudden, does that make does that change your mind? If, 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 but but you know what? It just goes back to the same thing. If we get Damian Lillard, if we get this guy, if we get that guy, here's the. Let me ask you a question, Gordon. And and I think you're great. I I, I truly respect I your your opinion. Thank you. Would you rather be where the Knicks are now, or would you rather be? just off the top of my head, where the Pistons are. And, and I want you to answer that honestly. Would I, you I, rather I, probably lose in the first round? Which, which is, like you said, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. I'm pretty sure Vegas is going to have Cleveland as a favorite. Would you rather be there, in there, or would you rather have a chance at this kid that's coming out of Australia? Would you rather have that? 
I would rather be where they are now, Anthony. To be completely oh, honest, so I've, seen, I've seen a countless number of 17-win seasons, 21-win seasons, 29-win seasons, and it goes absolutely no place. They don't get the ping-pong balls this way. At least you're building something. And I do think, and, and Anthony, you're right, uh, that this regime will ultimately be judged by what superstar they bring here. And if they don't bring a superstar here, that's a failure for them. But I think that at some point, and Larry, you, you tell me if I'm wrong, at some mm-hmm. point they are going to make that kind of move. They have to. Yeah. Otherwise they're going to be fired. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> they have to. Yeah. That was their mandate when they came in. And listen, I hear what he's saying. But, Gordon, here's the bottom line. How many of us were saying, boy, if we only could get Zion Williamson, if we could just have right. Zion Williamson. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. We messed up. Yep. We got our team. We won yep. Zion Williamson. How many games has Zion Williamson played? Yeah, <laughs> not a lot. He's missed a whole ton. And that was the year they won, what, not a whole lot of games. Mm-hmm. They were right there. They were yep. right there. If this were football, it's different. If this were football, when you got the worst record, you're getting the number one pick. Absolutely. Here with these ping pong balls and the Knicks never get the ping pong ball right. Never. Never. Not since Patrick Ewing. That was it. Stern said, give him that. Give him that. That's it. Right. And freeze the envelope <laughs> and away we go. Done. And, and look, when they, when you know, I was saying this on Saturday, when they got, when they got Ewing, it wasn't like, hey, the Knicks are going to maybe win a championship. The idea then was. They got Ewing. They're going to be the team that wins championships now. Mm-hmm. And everything's going to go through New York. Yep. And, and it never turned out that way. Nope. Nope. Because he never – if only he and Bernard could have played together, Gordon. Yep. Might have been different. Might have been different. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. You're in love with your own sadness.